Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. The benefits of crying for sensitive parents. Hi there, I'm Amy Laginus, the founder of HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, a resource center for highly sensitive and deeply feeling parents. Today I'm talking on kind of an interesting topic. I'm sharing about the benefits of crying for sensitive parents. So let me start with this, a question for you. When you cry, how do you feel about the fact that you are crying? I um, have worked with many people who have a variety of reactions to crying um, in my role as a therapist and in, in, in my role as a coach. Um, the, the reactions to crying range from relief. Oh, feels good to finally cry. Oh, I'm glad I can let this out to apology kind of oh, sorry sorry oh my gosh I can't believe that this is happening and wiping their eyes to trying to restrain themselves from crying like not even letting themselves release it even though I can hear it in their voice or see the tears glistening in their eyes so many of us were taught um, either from our families or just the culture we grew up in to view crying in a certain way. We might have been told that it's weak. We might have been told, hey, stop crying. That's too much. Quit it. Um, probably very few of us were encouraged to continue crying, but maybe some of us had a loving grandparent or, you know, caregiver who said, yeah, just let it out. That's okay. It's okay to cry. Um, so wherever you are on the spectrum of crying, uh, how you feel about it, whether you're embarrassed, annoyed with yourself, upset that it's happening um, or relieved that, that you're able to release through your tears. Um, I wanted to share, you know, a few observations about how crying can actually be beneficial for highly sensitive um, parents. So in general, you know, people who are highly sensitive, I actually don't know if there's research on this, but I'm fairly confident in saying that we probably cry more often than other people do because we're deeply feeling because we are empathically, you know, we, we connect with other people's emotions. And so we, when we see other people suffering or when somebody says something that, that hits us, um, that hurts us, that doesn't feel good to us, crying is a fairly natural reaction to that. Um, additionally, for, for many of us, when we're overwhelmed or overstimulated, tears can be a way that the body um, kind of expresses that or releases that overwhelm. So, as parents, of course, we are, we're, we're shouldering a lot, right? It can be ex intense, it can be overwhelming, it can be exhausting. And I know for me, um, especially the first few years of parenting, and of course, pregnancy too, um, there was a lot of tears. <laughs> it slowly kind of decreased as my kids have gotten a bit older, they're both school age now. Um, but yeah, when they're toddlers, and they're touched, and they're crying, and you're hearing them cry, and there's so many things to attend to, you're feeling overwhelmed. It's, um, you know, to some extent, it's normal to cry in those situations. Um, you know, that said, 
when we are crying really often, um, when we're frequently crying, when we're feeling like it's actually not helping us um, to cry, to release, when it feels like it's making it worse to cry or um, like there's just a depth of despair. Um, definitely could be an indication of depression or just a need for some mental health support. Um, so I'm not including necessarily like super frequent intense crying. It still can be healthy in some ways, but it can also be an indication that you need a little more support. So just throwing that out there. Um, so I wanted to share though, this may sound a little funny, but I wanted to share about a few benefits that crying has for people in general, general and for highly sensitive parents in particular. So the first um, way that crying can be beneficial is that it provides, it can provide a healthy release of emotions. So often our, our mind and our body can be a bit out of alignment. Our bodies, you know, need to stay busy and do a bunch of stuff and our, our mind is feeling exhausted and need, needing to just release. And, um, you know, if we're okay with laughing and smiling when we're happy, why aren't we okay with crying when we're feeling sad or overwhelmed? Um, so maybe just giving ourselves the permission to do that, to release through crying, um, it's, it can provide the emotional release that we're, we're looking for. Um, so check in with yourself and notice, you know, sometimes when we cry, we feel resistant to doing so, and then we feel better afterwards. So just notice if that, that might be true for you. Uh, secondly, a second benefit is that crying actually releases some natural painkillers, uh, some endorphins, as well as oxytocin, which is um, colloquially called named the cuddle hormone. It's what um, nursing parents release when they're um, feeding their child. Um, it's also released in, in childbirth and in other situations when we're cuddling with uh, loved ones, partners. Um, so, so when we cry, oxytocin is released as cuddle hormone. Um, it's literally taking steps to heal itself. The body is when we cry. Um, it uh, is helping us to feel better, right? These natural painkillers are released when we cry. Conversely, this is this is quite interesting. And both of these um, these research these data points are taken from a Harvard study, which will be linked um, in the show notes. Uh, it's called Is Crying Good For You? And it's from Harvard's uh, blog. And one other interesting point here is that when we repress our emotions, when we hold back our tears, there's actually a correlation with negative health out outcomes, including hypertension, cardiovascular disease, and a weakened immune system. So that whole old adage of like, oh, just suck it up and like, stop crying, uh, you know, be strong. Like it actually is bad for you in many ways um, if you're genuinely feeling the need to cry and release to try to hold it in. Um, so kind of interesting. Uh, thirdly, crying signals to others that you need support. So this is something that I, I forget where I read it, but it's also like a so, sort of a social psychology principle um, that totally makes sense now that I know about it, but I never thought about crying in that way. But it's, it's a social signal. Um, so as, as parents, as highly sensitive parents, so much of our life is dedicated to um, keeping our kids safe, happy, developing, connected. Um, and sometimes we need to be the ones who are taken care of, who are made to feel safe, happy, and connected from a partner, a friend, um, a family member, another loved one. And when we cry, 
um, it's a signal when we see somebody crying, when we see our child crying, when we see a friend or a loved one crying. I mean, most of the, sometimes, sometimes it's okay to ignore your crying child. I think if they're safe and you've done what you can to care for them in that situation, or if you're feeling too overwhelmed, that's a whole other topic though. Um, but most of the time when we see somebody crying, we don't ignore them. We attend to it, them. We come and check on them. We say, oh, what happened? Are you okay? Are you hurt? What can I do? And when we cry because we're overwhelmed or sad or isolated and someone comes to us and says, hey, what can I do? Are you okay? Um, what's happened? How can I support you? Um, the tears have actually functioned as kind of a little message to that person or to the people around us that we need something. We need practical support or emotional support. Um, so it's kind of like a little emergency flare that goes up and tells people around us, hey, pause, like stop what you're doing. Um, come attend to me <laughs> and respond to our needs. And that might feel a little funny as an adult to need that, but we're all human. We all need help sometimes. We all feel overwhelmed at times. We all benefit from connection to others. Um, and we often are the ones who are doling out that support, who are giving it to other people. And we are more than welcome to also receive that support from other people. So I hope you're feeling maybe a little more open to seeing crying as um, a tool as not a weakness, not a flaw, not something to try to hide or run away from, but rather something that can provide you as a sensitive parent with a sense of emotional release. Um, you know, you can even see crying as self-care in a sense. If you're feeling like just kind of, whoo, like you're above, in over your head after a long day or a stressful interaction, um, one thing that I often recommend to clients is if it feels good, like hop in the shower, whoo, it's private in there, take some deep breaths, you can let the water wash your skin, and you can just let the tears roll, nobody's watching you, seeing you, hearing you, if you're wanting to kind of have some privacy as you cry. Um, some people, it feels uncomfortable initially to cry in front of other people, and so that can be a way to just, yeah, self-care, hey, I need to go cry for a little bit, and that's okay. Um, of course, like I said earlier, if, if the releasing your emotions through crying is leading to more intense uh, emotions, you know, overwhelmingly sad or upset, um, then definitely reach out for some uh, professional support from a therapist. If you're in the state of California, I might be able to support you in the therapy side of my business. Um, that's You can find me there at Inner Nature Therapy. Um, you can get more information there. You can also look at Dr. Elaine Aaron's website, hsperson.com, which contains a directory of HSP knowledgeable therapists that you can find in your area. Both of those resources will also be listed in the show notes. And if you don't need mental health support, but you're maybe looking to benefit for some, um, from some support just in general to make your parenting a little easier, to feel more confident as a sensitive parent, to learn to really identify and celebrate the strengths that your sensitivity brings to your life as a parent and um, how that impacts your children in, in positive ways. 
Um, I encourage you to check out the resources, including coaching and the Highly Sensitive Parenthood course on my website, and you can find that at highlysensitiveparenthood.com. And if you have any thoughts or questions, I know this is kind of a, a bit of a different topic, crying and sensitivity, gosh. Um, it's, it's an interesting one, and I'd really be curious to hear if you have any thoughts, reactions, maybe things that you've been told about what's okay and what's not okay with crying. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. Drop your, your thoughts or questions in the comments box, um, or feel free to email me at amy at highlysensitiveparenthood.com. And of course, if you're looking to stay connected with me, I encourage you to subscribe um, to this podcast or um, to the YouTube channel. And you can also find my newsletter um, on my website, highlysensitiveparenthood.com. You can subscribe there just to make sure you don't miss out on any uh, updates and any new releases of blogs or podcasts. All right. Well, take care. I hope that if you need to this week, you give yourself full permission to cry and that you do so in a way that feels replenishing and um, like gentle self-care for you. All right. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, toolkit, and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit highlysensitiveparenthood.com.